This is Carlos Sene Ramirez from Delia Dad Podcast, inviting you to join Anchor and create your own podcast. First off, it's completely free. You can record and edit your podcast as you please, right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you and will send it to different audio platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. Hey, this is Carlos Rob, also from Delia.podcast, Podcast, reminding you that you can also earn money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So everything you need to make a podcast is right here on the Anchor app or on the website. So join Anchor today and create your podcast only here on the Anchor app. Welcome back to Dile Dad Podcast, episode number seven. And we get to bring back the, uh, the Ramirez tribe and some. And <laughs> we, just, we just said, don't land on the, don't put your elbows on the table because it squeaks. Anyways, so uh, we are in episode seven. And well, Dan, I'll let you go ahead and introduce today's topic because today's topic is going to talk a lot about um, a lot of the relational aspect between parents and their children. So, Dad, take it away, Dad. Welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you and welcome to everybody and also the tribe. Uh, thank you for answering uh, the call because today um, there, there's been some a lot of concerns with uh, several families that uh, have been posting some questions. And I, I, I asked them to uh, wait until Monday because we were going to put it up into the podcast. And basically, uh, my, my point is that it is so important to share things with your parents. And we're going to be able to talk about the children, young people's perspective and then I'm going to try to interject um, the parent side of you know side of you and it's important for us to see that because there's a lot of concerns happening right now concerns up to a, even a problem in communication with between parents and kids well with this pandemic they're, they're under the same roof and there's a lot of bickering and there's a lot of uh, anxiety and anger and all this negative stuff that is going on and Many times there's a very simple way to clarify certain things, to be able to, um, both parties, be able to understand each other better. But first they have to understand themselves first. So on that note, one of the things that uh, I would like to just start with is just who we are right now, okay? And so say your name and also say, um, I would say what the age, so we can have a, a an age group uh, perspective from each other, and um, uh, just share that, and so we can just you know get it out there in the open, so the people that are listening to us uh, can understand who's saying what and what age they're coming from. So who wants to go first? Ladies first. Uh, I'm Rita. I am 28. I'm Rebecca. I'm 23. I'm Isabel Becerra and I'm 20. Okay. And the guys? Oh, I'm Rudy and I'm 18. I'm, I'm Carlos Ricardo and I'm 21. And I'm Carlos Roberto and I am, I just turned 26 about <laughs> a month ago. <laughs> we have some, some, also somebody in the audience, um, but anyway, um, and I'm, I'm Carlos and I'm the dad, and I'm 59. Ooh. Mm -hmm. Ooh. So, <clears throat> I think this episode is going to open a lot of, um, it's a conversational starter for once, since we're talking about communication, um, only because, again, you mentioned how it's, and I, I would also ask this question. <clears throat> what we're going to talk about today has to do a lot with when it comes to the pandemic issues. And what, what I think it'd be great to do is we can talk about the now and then what happens when this is over. Because it's two different 
approaches to go about with the communication, don't you think? Because now, like you mentioned, they're enclosed into a household that um, there's no escape, you know? <laughs> it's not like they can, you know, school and whatnot. <clears throat> Although we just, not too long ago, opened some schools. But for the most part, you know, everyone's at home. So what we're gonna address, and again, this is for future reference, those who listen to this podcast months, you know, down the road and the pandemic is no longer a thing. We're focusing on the aspect of pandemic um, so everyone can have perspective as to what time frame we're talking about when it comes to the importance of sharing things with your parents. Right. You know, my first question, and then I'm throwing this out there to you guys, you know, why is it so hard to open up to your parents? Uh, you could share within your own perspective and or perhaps uh, dealing with other friends, your, your peers. Um, you know, why is it so hard to open up to your parents? Anybody just jump in. Um, I think one of two of the best disappointing them and hurting them. Okay, can you elaborate on that? Um, you know, with the way we are raised, it's not what society thinks it's okay and what society thinks is right now. Um, you and mom have always raised us with always embracing who we are. Um, you know, and always having that strong relationship with, with God. And growing up, you know, in the schools, <clears throat> a lot of classmates would make fun of me for being so, like, being so religious. You know, it's always like, oh, uh, it's the comments like, oh, we're too, um, I, would, I guess, prude, I guess? Um, too naive. Okay. to uh to holy and um always saying about to insult us by hitting us with the bible or things like that and and i guess some you know at some point it overwhelms it it makes us imprint for me and i mean i don't sadly it, it, i felt embarrassed okay and you know falling into society thinking like oh you know i should act this way so acting like what you're not raised, you know, to be like, and then falling into that temptation of being a certain way and that you didn't raise us to be, you know, that's where we, I feel like I would, you know, disappoint you and hurt you and mom because it's not how you raised me to be. Okay. Anybody else? I think it's hard because, well, not hard, well, it's, the, like how Vicky said, the fear of, of disappointment, whether it be something small or, you know, a real serious issue. Um, I know you. we've been raised where we come to you first and we know that you will be there. But I think just to the fear, like in me, to disappoint you. You know, not so much of, of you being upset or mad, it's the disappointment because that's just a different level of hurt. So, you know, being raised this way, it's, you know, we are afraid to make a mistake, you know, and, and you've taught us that, you know, you you will always be there and, you know, like you and mom have always said, nobody's going to ever love you the way you guys do, right. you know, and as a mom that I understand that now yeah and I think it's just it's just um, we don't want to bring any hurt or or pain or, or disappointment because when we when it does happen when we when you know we, we fail it, it, it hurts even more and I think that's why it's sometimes scary to to admit your faults because you knew that you failed in in whatever issue it is that you have. And in my in my youth ministry role, um, and, and you know, being a youth minister since the age of eighteen, um, I would hear a lot from the young people, you know, similar to what both of you have shared, that 
they don't want to comply, do not want to open up or share something that is perhaps painful for the parents because they don't want to bring that hurt to them. And in doing so, they rather, um, you know, kind of avoid that uh, or perhaps uh, hide it, make it a secret, uh, make it some type of where we don't want our parents to find out. And in, in doing so, uh, I would tell our young people saying, you know, um, that it's very understandable because you, you love your parents and, and you don't want them to hurt, especially you don't want to be the author of that hurt. Although you might be guilty as hell because of that. Nevertheless, you know, we many times try to prevent that, not realizing that you're causing a, a bigger hurt because here, as young as a young person, you're thinking as an adult, you're trying to think as a parent, and you're trying to almost react to how she or he, as you know them, your mom and dad, uh, might react. And in doing so, um, there, there is some selfishness there. And, and, and it's one where we many times, we play the role. We, we get into that mode like if we are the mom, we are the dad. And, and as young people, I would say to them, you're not, okay, you're not. And, and, and it's hard uh, for them to open up to parents for that, that reason that you just shared. Anybody has a different perspective? As to why is it so hard to open up to your parents? Just like you said, um, I, I believe in my personal experience, I find it hard to open up simply because I feel whatever is going on, whatever adversity is at hand, I want to tackle it by myself. And when I do open up, it's usually just because I just can't. And, and I just try to, my mindset would try to be, be the adult that you're trying to become and handle it as much as you can. Um, and sometimes that's the case, sometimes, uh, most of the times it really isn't. And you would want a parent to be involved, to guide you and, and, and um, to just give you that advice. Um, and most of the time, right now, currently in, in the experiences that I'm going through, I would say that I haven't opened up and I've tried to do it on my own. Uh, not because of fear of the uh, of the disappointment, uh, whether it's going to be there or not, I will accept it. It's more fear of the outcome if I do. It's just uh, whether it's positive, negative, neutral, just fear of it because it's the, it's the unknown and it's out of your reach. And I guess being in control of your own situations feels a lot better to do than to have, um, for example, you coming in getting involved and just trying to not put that extra situation on your plate I, I guess that's that's where I would come from when it comes to trying for me uh, making it real hard for me to open up to you right okay now in, in the past we also have had the experience where the, the parents are pretty much um, guilty of having the situation because um, of everything that the parent is going through uh, it sometimes the parent is not listening uh, or has not really practiced the act of listening with their kids and many times uh, there's some parents that say well I'm the father I am the mother okay like if we always right and we as parents we know for a fact that is not the case we're not always right we pretend to be many times we force ourselves to be right. And, you know, that what makes it also for the young person because the young person is very, you know, they see everything very transparent. And, you know, kids especially, you know, sons and daughters, they can see through the mom and dad when even a mom and dad is trying to do the best of their, uh, of their part in trying to reach out. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a, a really, I'm loving you, and there's a, also the pretending I'm loving you type of deal. And, and a lot of the sons and daughters, they pick that up, okay? And, that, and in, some, in some cases, 
that's what makes it harder also to open up because the lack of trust from the children to the parents has been not necessarily you know that's solid and there might be some hiccups but on both ends on both parties it's okay it's part of our humanity we're not perfect okay and we like in the pandemic i think that's what it really is is clashing a lot because there is that frustration of now spending more time together okay and doing things more time as, as you know being able to be more involved we're forced to do that that many times you start seeing part of the how the son behaves how the daughter behaves how the father behaves how the mother behaves and it, it's like when is this going to be over because you want that escape we're used to that escape the old normal okay we're we're finding how many flaws you know we've had and how selfish we have become you know because now the pandemic has changed our way of living our way of life so thank you for for tapping into that question the other question that i'm very um, also interested in is why is it a challenge just to talk to your parents that's more simple now but yet it has a lot of gravity you know besides the uh, hurt not hurting and not wanting to hurt put that aside why is it now even a challenge just to talk to them thankfully i've never felt like it's really really a challenge mm -hmm. your mom always made it um you've always you know you're always a conversation starters yeah but any any talk that we've gone up to you or, or mom you know it's been welcomed you know and for the most part you know for things that that i just you know like with mom when it came to to you know emma's she's little she's growing it was easy for me to go and talk to her about how overwhelmed i was you know because am i doing this right or is she you know what am i doing or she's crying or you know and i think that i during that time was when I was able to talk to her more about it because she always knew what to say, you know, and, and she always reassured me that, you know, you're you're doing fine, you know, she's she's a baby, you know, you just take it day by day, and I think that made it easier to talk to her about things, and and you having the experience of with the youth and all that. You were, you've always known how to be, put your dad hat on and put your youth minister hat on. So in certain situations, I know that you would talk, you would respond as a dad when you needed to, and you would respond as a youth minister when you needed to. So I think, you know, because we were blessed and, and, and we were growing up with that, you made it easy in that sense. You know, yes, we, um, like my share, my fair share. I know I had, you know, some challenging talks, you know, and, you know, putting it off for a few days until I finally prayed about it and be like, okay, I need to, all right, it's time to talk to them about it. So, and, you know, and even after any serious talk, at the end, it's always that abrazo, which may put all, all the tension and all the anxiety and all that, it just, it eased. So even though, it was hard, it always ended on a good note. So thankfully, um, in my experience, it, it's, it's always been, it hasn't been too much of a challenge to talk to you guys. Have you ever been approached by your peers ask, you know, and asking you, you know, do you have this problem? And they, they're sharing something along these lines of how challenging it is for them to talk to their parents. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah, you have. It's, it's, uh, Right now, um, unfortunately, I haven't been able to keep up with with most of my friends. But uh, the one friend that I have been keeping up with, I know that he goes through the dilemma of opening up to his dad. Uh, his mom he can speak to, but opening up to his dad. Um, they both work in the same um, company, 
and they both work the same hours and sometimes they're different hours but for the most part the same hours and they both are tired at the end of the day and that's usually the time that they get to unwind and really socialize together but even then it's more silenced towards them simply because that's he, he doesn't know what to talk about or just to have a, a father-son conversation because he has that um, that intimidating you know father-son relationship the typical stereotypical one where you know man of the house tough guy man of few words really can't open up with him uh, you just open up with your mom type of deal so I know he has it he has it pretty hard uh, just to open up and um, so they just they, they usually mask that or they, they found a way to communicate through jokes and that's the way they that's the way they bond through the jokes uh, but it's never really about anything intimate it's just more uh, keeping that relationship fun okay anybody else has that hold on here hold on <laughs> how's it going Carlos Jr. 32 <laughs> I think uh, one of the challenges I know it was for me, uh, let's say to open up with mom, was that because I know I knew what she was gonna say, and sometimes I kind of didn't want to hear it, <laughs> but I know she was right. But then the other side of it too is, mom was known for lectures, and I know that going into it, I might be spoken for one thing, but it's gonna lead to another thing and another thing, and, another thing. <laughs> and sometimes we just avoid it. But, you know, I think looking back, I think I should have still opened up uh, just because I don't want to, like, I was thinking for her, even though sometimes I'm right. And um, it was just, uh, yeah, I think that was one of the challenges, and especially because we're kind of alike, so we would butt heads. Big time. And, 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 and now, that, not, not, not that you brought it in, uh, yeah, you actually walk into it. Um, I, I, I have to really share with you that uh, there was a time that, you know, be, becoming a, a, a teenager and, and like you said, you were very much alike. And I remember putting both of you in our bedroom and I said, I'm going to close this door. You have to iron out all your differences and you have to really get it out there. And I, I, and I closed up. You remember that? And, and I don't know what happened right in there, but... You know, the, both of you, you're, you're, you're artists, you're talented. Both of you, you have almost the same characteristics of behavior, okay? And it was incredible how I was able to pick up and, and see that I, oh my God, I have both teenagers. And, and yet your mom was no longer a teenager, okay? Um, but, you know, it, ever since then, I saw like a little transformation with you guys. And... She finally, you know, one of the things I, I had to remind your mom because um, I had to bring her down from, from 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 where she was coming from, right? In a sense that um, being the youth minister, I would just have to simplify things for her mom saying he or she needs his mom, her mom. That's it. Okay. No need la maestra. They don't need the teacher. Okay, they don't need the, the person that is going to give them a lecture. They just need their mom. Be a mom. That's it. And I remember when, when I had to break it down to her like that. Um, whatever happened with all of you guys, because she, she went with through all of you like that. Then she would come back to me and I miss those hugs. And it's not for, for her to tell me that I was right. Now, that, that's not the thing. But to see that. That, that had taken place. That that growth between you two had bonded and, and made a difference in the world for her and for, for you. And she was very grateful for that. And she will always remind me, si sabes que te quiero, verdad? Si. Si sabes que te amo, verdad? Si. Si sabes, si, si. And, and it was that embrace, like you were saying, Rita, that it, it spoke volumes on it, okay? Yeah, I miss that tremendously, but And, and, and I think it's the joy that we were able to to kind of discover that as parents because it's hard to be a parent. Another challenge. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, like, you're right. And, um, 
Excuse me. <laughs> Siri has a general joint. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, another thing, at least for me, was because since I was the oldest, I still am. Um, <laughs> Hasn't changed. <laughs> the sheriff in town. Um, some of the stuff that, you know, if I had, I wanted to come up, uh, like approach you or mom, um, I, it wasn't done before. Like it, maybe it's like a subject or something, a topic that we haven't really faced. And since it, it wasn't something that any of my other siblings went through, it's kind of me being the first one. It's kind of uh, that kind of. So you know what? Let me just figure it out myself. Yeah. You know, or let me see yeah. somewhere else. Um, but yeah. And there was also certain topics. It was easier to go to you, and then certain topics it was easier to go to mom. So there was no! also that. <laughs> <laughs> That's Emma. All right. Uh, anybody else? Uh, I guess right now, at this very, you know, <laughs> what we're going through right now, uh, I, I find it a challenge to talk to you, um, simply because the it's it's different. It's you know, post mom, it's it's different. So seeing uh, seeing you, it, it's a lot easier to talk to you when everyone's around, and a group conversation is it's really easy to talk to you. If it's a one-on-one -on -one conversation, I find it very difficult to just open up, yeah. and, and and I feel it's because I I guess it's a, it's it's a masculine thing or something where I, I hate to show vulnerability, and, and when I see you show vulnerability, I I I choke and I, I don't know what to say, you know, and, and and to be that healing when when it's needed, I. I cower to it, and I and I don't know how to react or how to how to how to go about the situation, and, and it makes it seem where I, I would wish that mom were still here, or at least one of my siblings, the sisters here, that way they can be there to to be to be the one to say the right words or to to be that the right touch, the right feel, yeah. Yeah. because I, I don't think I would be able to give that, and, and and so when it does happen, I just I just be there with you in silence, and. And I guess in those scenarios, silence would be the best thing to say and the best way to open up uh, to me. And But that's one of the challenges that I do face today. And it just reminded me, um, one of uh, Father Mike's homilies where he shared about um, his family that this young girl, um, she was sick and couldn't hold anything down her stomach and the wife uh, the mother shares that uh, there's a picture of this grown dad uh, in pajamas and one color sock uh, in one foot and a different another and they're sitting on the floor of the restroom and he is sitting next to that child who has been sick throwing up there in the restroom and it's in the middle of the morning, um, yet he is just there. He's not trying to comfort her or anything like that. He is just sitting down to, for that. That daughter of his is not alone. And sometimes, as you have said it uh, right now, uh, very, um, very well, Ricky, um, it, many times it's just being there makes a world of a difference without saying a single word. And it's similar to the hugs that uh, Rita was saying. Um, so, why is sharing your thoughts difficult? Um, I guess because for me, personally, it's hard to even understand my own thoughts. Um, because I overthink. I know we shouldn't, but you know, everyone does this time to time. And um, it's just. It makes it hard to find the right words to share them because it's terrifying to have someone else know what you're thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Because
because it could either anger them, it could either hurt them, it could either disappoint them. And the last thing you want to do is do that to that person. Right. So for me, although your mom were always so open to always talk, I, I mean, everyone knows I can't find the right words to just talk. I'd rather write, write it down. Yes, and you're a fantastic writer. And I, that's mm -hmm. the only way where I, it can come down naturally. Yes. Yeah. So whenever something's hurting me or really I can't put it into words to say that vocally, I write it down and I, you know, and I write a letter and I send it to your mom where you both can understand, you know, what I'm feeling or what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't done that in a long time, but that was my best um, way to communicate. Right. But, I mean, sharing your thoughts, it's, it's terrifying. Yes. We, should, we should do it, you know, um, to help, you know, help us grow, help us heal, help us, um, I guess, be saved from my thoughts, our thoughts. But one thing is for sure, and, and, and I thank you for, for reminding me and, and bringing that up. You don't have to verbalize it. You can just write it, okay? And, and many times, if there's things that you really want to say to your parents, and, and this goes to all the sons and daughters, if there's something you want to say to your parents, write it down if you don't want to say it. You know, just write it down. Um, I know that uh, kids that are have the gift of being an artist, uh, through a drawing, you know, they, they express everything. And, and yeah, we're looking at Junior because uh, he has done that, you know, he has done that. And, and like a couple of drawings that he has done for, for his mom, his mom was a big, you know, th that message that she was able to understand him. You know, that was something that we just mentioned uh, that they were very much alike. Uh, she was able to pick that up. So <clears throat> it can be from from sharing, verbalizing things out, from writing something down, put it in writing, from creating something, right? And many times it's a gesture. It's just a gesture. Um, you bring to mom, you bring to dad something that they like. You know, for example, um, what you do my, with my mother, you know, tu mama grande, uh, but you take her either the Diet Coke <laughs> or you take her that gum, okay, wow. Uh, Raquel, when she would take to my dad um, the Jolly Ranchers, okay, the favorite candy for him, uh, to him it was a big, me los trajo Raquel, and I would say with such a great pride that I would never hear that from whenever we would bring things over to him, you know? not even for Gerardo, but when, when it was like that for, from, from Raquel, uh, to him it was a big joy, a big pride on it. So on, on that same note, you know, it's part of sharing your thoughts like that. So why, why is it difficult? You know, what, what is it holding us back? You know, you heard Rudy at the beginning, he's still here, okay? He hasn't shared much, but <clears throat> Rudy is a quiet one, yet he's the one that asks more questions than anybody else. And it's a good thing. It is a very good thing because when he brings it up, when he brings those questions up, everybody has been wanting to ask, but he was the one that asked. Okay? So, any questions? No. <laughs> so, uh, my last question to you all is, um, what are some obstacles in listening to both? What are some obstacles in listening to your parents? What are some obstacles in listening to your sons and daughters? What do you think are some obstacles? Knowing that you're right. Knowing that you're right. Rephrase well, that question for me to understand. So I guess. <laughs> go ahead, rephrase the question, and I'll answer. Okay. What? <clears throat> what are some challenges? Challenges, problems, blocks. Um, what are something that is hurdles. preventing <laughs> hurdles? Preventing you, you know, to listen, you know, to your parents. Or perhaps, uh, what are some of those same challenges to listen to their to their sons and daughters, to their kids? What might be some challenges like that? I guess what I was trying to say was, it's hard to really listen, understand, to hear what we need versus what we want. And, and 
sometimes you go in there with the mindset, oh, I hope she says this, I hope he says this. You know, that's in agreements with what you're going through and that maybe you share the same idea of how to get out of that situation and they, they give you a totally different new route that you didn't want to go through, but it's the route that you needed. And, and going through that and really, one of the, that's also one of the challenges, just to just come up to you and, and to face those, those uh, difficulties. But yeah, just when you listen to them and you hear them and, and, and you understand that what they're saying is the right thing to do, and now it's your turn to follow through and really listen to them, you know. And I guess that's what's just the hard part, knowing that you're wrong. One of the, thing, one of the things that um, I know was reoccurring when, when asking for something or to go somewhere with mom, one of the main things, I know I would be like, I'm not even going to ask because I know she's going to say no. Or I'm not even going to ask because I know what she's going to say. So a lot of the times my mom would, mom would say, um, don't prejudge, don't answer for me. Because you know, oh, true. because you know, I like, don't know what time. I'm gonna say. You know, I could say yes or I could say no, but don't um, assume my thoughts when you're not when I haven't said anything or you haven't brought it up to me. So I know that that was always um, uh, that was on occasion. And I was like, oh, I don't, don't want to ask because you know sometimes I know it wouldn't be the right time to ask or you know. Um, so I think that's one of the the obstacles is like before going to your parents you're already prejudging or thinking or assuming what it is or how is it that they're going to react yeah and that's the hard part because you really don't know how they're going to react but you 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 have to go through it because i remember you know um listening to some of your conversations before we would get hit with those questions or what was going on. And I remember Raquel would come over and say, algo traen, algo traen. <laughs> and I said, okay, well, then we'll find out. A ver, sal tú, a ti. And uh, I would do the little thing about coming around and I get back. And yeah, sure enough, as I'm approaching, I'm, I'm listening to you guys and you're talking about something of what you want to, how you're going to say it, who's going to say it, who's going to get a better uh, answer, okay? Who, who's going to be, and normally they, they use Rudy because he was the youngest. And, <clears throat> and by the time we get here, the conversation would stop or they would change it. Okay, go around the table, go back, and I will go back to her and say, "Yep, I'll go tonight." Yeah. <laughs> so um, it, it was fun to to have that, and and one of the things that Carlos would always uh, tease us on was wait for it, wait for it, because eventually we would do the same thing. You know, just wait for it, wait for it, and look how it's gonna be. And, and one of the things that uh, with Rudy that has been able to to now be able to enjoy more is that. Um, with Rudy, you know, being the smallest, all of you took a lot of time from him. Everybody gave time to Rudy. And now that Rudy has grown up, and, and it's hard to say like, you know, he already, he, he's already graduated, you know, he has a license and, and all these things that, that has, you know, have pretty much shown that he's a grown up, okay? Uh, it, it, it's hard to, to imagine that reality, right? But one of the things that Rudy and I have been doing lately is there's a lot of conversation. A lot of conversation that before, you know, <laughs> there, there, there wasn't, okay? And as a matter of fact, through each one of you, things that, um, they, there's things that have become new. Regardless of the ages that you have, things have become new. And of course, having this little one, um, she happens to be the center of attraction because now she's the youngest one in the house. And she's catered to, okay? She's catered to, and, and there's a lot of loving into that. So uh, anybody else with a, with a different um, obstacle that you might think about listening? Well, it's not so much of the listening um, because, because it's the topic of, of sharing. Because it's a topic of sharing with both parents and um, the, the kids, 
um, when I first saw the topic about sharing, I immediately thought um, parents sharing with things that they go through, like how you you um, you and and mom included us in and everything that you know mom was going through, or as well as like what what you were going through, and I think that. Um, I know that there are parents who shield their kids from from life. You know, like mom was sick. You know, and you you told each and one of each of us individually. You know, you you knew how to talk to each one of us. You know, and you guys never kept us in the dark. You always shared. You know, whatever mom was going through, what you were going through, and you were able to guide us through it. You know, and, and even like um, with um, a passing of, you know, like grandma or, you know, just things like that, you, we, we were never sheltered from that. You know, we got, we got to experience it. And I think that a lot of parents want to shield their kids or like, if, like a toddler, no, no, la lleves al, you know, the funeral because so and so, you know, but it's, it's part of life. You know, and I think that when the parents are going through something and they leave the kids out, the kids are wondering what's going on. You know, and the parents would be like, um, oh, it's just, it's between your mom and dad, your, your mom and I or your dad and I. And I think what I've always appreciated was your honesty with us and sharing with us because we got to share how we were feeling through it all too. So I think that that's always been a blessing for us. You know, we were never sheltered. So when we faced the loss and the difficulties and the, you know, the surgeries and all these things, we were we were on it. We knew what was what the chances were, and like we knew. So we it allowed us to brace ourselves for it, whether you know whatever type of outcome it was. And we were, we weren't, it's not something that, um, how do you say it? We, since we weren't sheltered from it, it kind of helped us. Prepared us. It, yeah. That's like the most, one of the best things that possibly could have happened because in respect to the, um, when it comes to the funerals and things like that, working at the funeral home for a couple, several years, it was incredible to see the many times parents will keep their kids in the lobby area and not let them go inside the chapel to view whoever it is. And sometimes it was as close as a uncle or a tío tía, grandma, grandpa, and they wouldn't allow that to happen. I'm like, you know, in my mind, like, why should they be deprived from this one, literally once in a lifetime moment to um, experience? something that we all at some point will experience you know and so and I saw a lot of that and it was it was interesting because we were at, even at a young age we would go out we would attend funerals and then obviously working there I, day in day out I would see it and it was interesting how it prepared me to endure what I had no idea I was going to and it prepared me for for, for, for death if you will in that aspect and so the transparency and the ability to simply be honest and open uh, in regards to everything that was going on with mom, everything that was going on with you. Um, and I like how even now more so, you've been more more than ever uh, honest of what you're thinking, how you're feeling, and um, the way you're gonna go about with it, you know? And just the transparency, even in your in the daily, in the daily. You know, you send your schedule, your full week schedule. I can't even get the first schedule the first morning and you have like a whole week. So it's like, it's amazing to be able to simply have that transparency and that communication um, and the ability to prepare us for what life is, you know. And that includes all the variables that, that, that exist within that lifetime, including death itself. Exactly. When it comes to transparency, there's nothing like it and, and I would encourage everyone to, to be that uh, way with their kids uh, because I saw the, uh, the, uh, the other side of it. I, I've been friends with those who were left in the dark, those who were left in the lobby uh, 
and they had some sort of resentment or anger towards their parents or whoever held them away, um, you know, from their loved ones. Because it, it, it was really hurtful for them to say, I didn't find out my grandma passed till three weeks after she passed. And, and for them, it's, it, it's painful because they said, I never got to say goodbye. Or I never got to see her, you know. And to, to be that... To be in that situation as a child, you know, it, they understand, they would say, I understand they're trying to protect me or, 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 you know, not allow me to see or hurt, but it hurts even more not being in the know, not being informed, not being around. And just to, to see that. And, and I would encourage uh, if you're ever, when you get to that point uh, in your life, to please let your kids in the know and let them be informed whether they're too young to understand or comprehend allow them to take that task and to understand it on their own help them and guide them but allow them to be there it, it, it's um, they will be worth it in the future yeah well thank you um, we, we didn't give you guys much <laughs> of an opportunity but Isabel and Rudy uh, any, any closing thoughts something that you would like to add to what has been discussed around this round table anything um i guess it's hard like difficult to share our thoughts because we were raised in a different family yeah. a different way mm -hmm. um so we weren't really sheltered from anything we've seen so many bad things in my life so because of that, we weren't ever a family to share our thoughts. We were the type of family to just suck it up and go. So we don't talk about <laughs> the way that we feel. Right. Yet you, you've been very much part of this family now, and uh, you know that um, you have been, we'll be blessed with you. And um, uh, it's been a joy. Okay, it continues to be a joy to have you around, and you know how much Raquel loved you. Okay, so uh, we're happy that you're part yeah. <laughs> of the extended family, right? To uh, to to this point, um, Rudy. <laughs> Want to add uh, something? You know, I play yes. <laughs> I guess it's kind of hard just to share anything because I guess the feeling that you're a burden or something like that. So, but yeah. so I just keep it to myself. Mm -hmm. Don't say anything. Yeah. But I was sharing a few minutes ago, like, you know, we've been talking a lot more, and, and that has been uh, a joy for me because uh, we started to grow with a certain. Um, knowledge of each other and sentiments of each other and, and uh, to me that that's been one of my new developments and new uh, joys of this family uh, sharing it with you so um, I, I just want to <clears throat> thank you for the opportunity that we have come together and, and, and shared this particular podcast because I wanted exactly this to happen um, the people who are listening to us it's it, it just a heart-to-heart -heart talk. And I think that this simple, okay, after a dinner, we just gathered and we just opened up the mic to be able to, to share that. Allow yourselves to have these opportunities. So families, um, don't make it an obstacle to listen. I'm talking to both parties. From the parent side, mom and dad, from the son and daughter um, side as well. Don't make anything an obstacle to listen. But actually listen and, and, and let's experience love the way it, it is meant to be. So, um, closing thoughts, Pedro? I think it's a great, great podcast, great segment to be able to just open up um, what was in our hearts. Cause I think it's been a while, uh, at the same time for us as this particular family um, to have this occasion to do so in a, in a, in a round table. I'm glad we have the round table back. Um, more on that later. No, but it, it's an opportunity for us to simply share our hearts and our thoughts with each other and to really 
uh, mend the gap between the misconceptions or misunderstandings of having that confidence to talk to your parents. Um, and so for, for us, it's just an opportunity to share what we had, what we have with you all in the audience. And we hope that this podcast has been helpful to be able to help you understand the importance of sharing things with your parents. And there's no better joy um, than to do that. Because I think at the end of everyone's journey, no one will ever regret the times you were able to share these moments with your parents or with your kids. Uh, so we hope that this is an opportunity, a spark to mend the gap and to be able to simply regain that importance and that understanding of sharing your thoughts, your feelings with one another and to be honest about it too. Um, and in doing so, I think the relationship will, will naturally grow. It'll have its stumbling blocks, but it's growing. You know, it's, it's called growing pains for a reason, but I think it's definitely an opportunity for you guys to be able to enhance the family life, enhance the relationship between um, parents and their children. And so again, you know, uh, if you, in case you forgot the questions, just food for thought in the future to answer in your own time. One, why is it hard to open up to your parents? Two, why is it a challenge to talk to them? Three, why is sharing your thoughts difficult? And four, what are some obstacles in actually listening to them? And so you heard our thoughts, you heard our stories. We hope that it's been an, an inspiration and a spark to you guys to be able to do the same with your own parents or vice versa to your children. So from all of us in the Ravides tribe, the extended tribe, um, we hope that uh, you guys enjoyed today's episode and please go ahead and share and if you have any comments or questions, please email us at dileadad at gmail.com. Again, that's dileadad at gmail.com. You can follow us on the Anchor app or the actual website, anchor.fm. You can listen to us on Spotify and several other platforms that are available. We'll have more on that next week as we hope you've enjoyed our first now seven segments that we've hosted. And so again, from all of us, from the Ramirez tribe, we say God bless you and enhance your relationship with your parents and siblings to enhance the family life. And again, always remember that it is important to share your, th your thoughts, your feelings with your parents. And as always, Dilia Dad.